Good morning. This is Michael Stoller for the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Cats Roundtable. This morning, I have a dear friend, a successful developer operator of real estate in the metropolitan area, Joe Farkas, the CEO and founder of Metropolitan Realty Associates. Thanks for being here. Great to be here, Michael. Thanks you know, for having me. We have you've been on many of my shows, and we've spoken at seminars and symposiums. And we talked about that right after nine eleven, you went into business. Let's talk about that and how you compare the world of the, of two thousand and one to today. Interesting goes back a, a long way, almost twenty three years. So. When I started in the business, there was much less institutional capital in the world uh, competing for deals. Uh, pricing was obviously much lower. Competition uh, for deals was much lower. And we were able to find and pick off select uh, transactions that we really liked. Fast forward to today, there's a plethora of capital, private equity, institutional, um, and family offices, as well as just very wealthy individuals all vying for deals, um, driving pricing, you know, beyond points where we think that the returns are worth the risk and it makes the business much more difficult. Right. But in your specialties, your specialties would include warehousing, industrial, retail. And self-storage. And self-storage. Sure. Um, I, I don't think the story changes much at all. There's so much competition for deals and the institutions are all you know, vying for places to put their cash. So it makes it competitive. But in terms of the market and its ability to function right now, way different than in 2001, capital from, you know, the debt side of the business has dried up considerably, equities on the sidelines. So doing business today, putting aside who's, you know, competing with you is is very challenging. Now, a couple of months ago, everybody loved industrial. I think people still love industrial. But prior to the show, you were mentioning to me that it's getting harder to lease industrial property. What's happening? Well, first, MRA still loves industrial, and we own quite a bit of it. I think the, the commentary is more on, as you note, the leasing side of the business, where people went out, bought a lot of, a lot of existing product, bought land to build new product, thinking that there was, you know, tremendous amount of uh, pent up demand behind the Amazons of the world. And I think they're finding out today that there aren't as many large users really looking for enormous, you know, spaces and the market has changed and slowed. So have rents dropped? Uh, I think rents have peaked. I don't think that there's going to be you know, a tremendous push backwards, but you're not going to see in the industrial business like the last three to five years, 10% rent increases, you know, year over year. I think those days, you know, are over. Now, you also said to me it's taking longer to lease property today. Sure. I think that um, that's a fair statement. Tenants who are looking for deals, looking for new space, they're taking their time. They're they're not rushing. There isn't that that panic of if I don't lease this space, there won't be another piece of space that I have to lease. And there's another new project that's coming to market. Let me wait for that to come to market and see if I can make a better deal. So people are taking a step back and trying to assess their their opportunities a little more. What closely. about the financing opportunities? Financing is out there for good industrial transactions with solid partnership and uh, financial backing. Uh, we just completed a big deal uh, for an existing industrial 
lease that uh, industrial building that we signed a very long-term lease on, and it was banks stepping over each other to try to do that. So that, that type of deal, exactly. What about the more speculative for the ones I, that? I think you run into trouble when you're trying to finance a vacant building. When you're trying to finance speculative development, you get north of 10% for um, for interest rates. I think it gets a little bit thinner, you know, in those in those areas. What about retail? Uh, retail is coming back strong. Uh, we're spending a lot of time in the boroughs looking for, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll make this comparison where I. An old industrial building, a multi-level loft type of property may have run its useful life. Um, we've seen pricing come down. We've seen landlords trying to get out. They don't know who to lease those buildings to. And we're coming to the table with real retail tenants, major grocery uh, store operators who are looking to get into the boroughs. They all want to be in the boroughs. We're representing two national firms right now looking for 70,000 foot stores in the boroughs. And that's a great use for a property that's really run its, run its useful right. life. And, it's, uh, and there's a dire need. Dire need. Okay. More, more supermarkets are a good thing right now. Prior to the show, I mentioned to you this co-warehousing, the, you know, like the WeWorks of the industrial market. What's your thoughts about that? Well, we work bad connotations. I know so. <laughs> that's why that's why I didn't call it that. Yeah. But it's co warehousing, and basically, a company called Ready Space came to the market. Uh, they were pr- starting in a self storage, which is interesting since mm-hmm. you're in that business sure. also. Yeah. So they they basically in the New York area two years ago signed the lease with Shatreed Isaacs Shatreed and leased property in Ridge, Ridgewood, right. and recently they just signed the lease for 110,000 square feet. At Simone's property in Yonkers. Well, I, I don't want to prop another competitor, perhaps, but I would say that our business is very focused around credit. Credit drives value. Credit drives the ability to uh, finance your properties. It drives partners to want to invest in properties. Having a, I use the word WeWork. I hate to go back to that again, but having a WeWork type. Uh, entity in a hundred thousand feet of a, we'll say a two hundred or three hundred thousand foot building. I don't, I don't see as a, as a great use for 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 my properties. I'd rather take the time find the right right tenants to occupy the space rather than have somebody else come in on the WeWork model, lease a big chunk of space at what they think is an attractive number, and then mark that space up and carve it up. And I've got a hundred non-credit, you know, month-to-month tenants. It's not what I want in my buildings. We run a very high-quality operation, and the tenants that are in our buildings come to us because they know that they get a a high-quality occupancy for a fair rate. So let's talk about self-storage. Sure. Um, Very interesting business. Again, we're using, as is kind of the foundation of MRA, we're using uh, self-storage and retail as the adaptive reuse model for in this case, industrial buildings. When we find an industrial building that we might like to buy, but it doesn't fit the ceiling height criteria, the number of loading docks that we like, maybe the power isn't right, we look at retail and self-storage as the alternate use. Self-storage has different parameters that make these buildings that have heavy floor loads but don't need 36-foot clear ceiling heights attractive options um, to put self-storage operations into. In the boroughs, it's a little bit trickier because you have special use permit issues. But in the suburbs where you've had um, 
antiquated industrial buildings with low ceiling heights try to trade, can't trade, they sit vacant, and you come with a, with a self-storage use and you can put in, I'm just going to say, a thousand boxes in a 125,000 foot single floor building, that makes a lot of sense. And self-storage isn't going away. People always need to store their goods. People die. Unfortunately, they have to get rid of their product. The families don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So there's always a use for that. And uh, it's, a, it's an inexpensive way to convert a building. Repositioning. What's your thoughts about repositioning of properties? Well, I just gave you two good thoughts. I gave you shopping, uh, gave right. you supermarkets and self-storage. Self, self, uh, I think that today if we're repositioning industrial buildings, we're really looking at um, truck court um, sizing and dimensioning, number of loading docks, ceiling heights. Do we want to raise a roof to create better ceiling heights? Are we buying the building on an attractive basis where we can spend $50 a foot and raise the ceiling height from an 18 and a half foot clear ceiling height to a 36 foot clear ceiling height? Um, we go through site plan on so many of our properties. Um, that's a drawback, but it's a little bit of a, uh, an art as well as a science of how to get through a site planning process to make that basis play work. But that, that's, what, that's what we like right now. So what do you see it. for 2024? Um, I called the bottom of interest rates on November 14th. I said, we're done. Everything's going to recover from here. And I think, although SOFR has gone up a few bips since that time, I think interest rates are definitely settled down. I think that you're going to see, I would say, end of first quarter, we're going to see our first drop in, in rates. And I think that we could see a 100 basis point move by the end of the year. And I think once that starts to happen and takes hold, I think transactions in the industrial business, in the retail business, in the self-storage business are, are really going to take off again. I think people are really just waiting to get back into the market. A lot of dry powder on the side. Let's hope that happens. And I'd I like to thank Joe Farkas for being here today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.